Amen. Does anybody feel like God's been good to you tonight? Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I leaned over to Brother Landon and I said, Do you know what to do next? I guess sometimes being a preacher, some of the hardest things about being a preacher is knowing when to say something and when to shut up. Let God speak. I think He has already. I am so thankful for the presence of God. Thank you, young people, for praising God in the fashion in which you did tonight. Amen. You know, there's nothing new under the sun and nothing new that I could say to you that you probably haven't already heard but for a few moments let me take you to the book of Luke chapter 13 I want to read beginning with verse number 31 and then I won't speak but just a few minutes I'm not going to keep you long, but I feel like I need to share this with somebody. Maybe our young people, I don't know, felt a special burden for them this afternoon. And I pray that God would touch their lives. Luke chapter 13 and verse 31. The same day there came certain of the Pharisees saying unto him, Get thee out and depart hence, for Herod will kill thee. And he said unto them, Go ye and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out devils, and I do cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. Nevertheless, everybody say nevertheless. Nevertheless. Everybody's going to have a nevertheless moment in life. But what you do with it is your decision. Nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following. For it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou which killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house left unto you desolate. Verily I say unto you, you shall not see me until the time come when you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Jesus said it like this, Nevertheless, I must walk today. And tomorrow and the day following. I want to talk to you for just a few moments about some of the necessities, the compelling issues of life. Everybody said in Jesus' name, and you may be seated.
These words came toward the end of his earthly ministry. They marked a definite tone and turn in his uh, procession toward the ultimate point of Jerusalem, the cross, and the crucifixion. They thought that they would speak words that would frighten him or deter him, cause him to run, but all they did was bring out of him a greater determination. They said, get out and depart because Herod is going to kill you. And His response to them was, go tell that fox. I'm going to be here today and tomorrow and the next day. I'll be perfected. There's something about the spirit of a man who will not run when all is against him. Be admonished. There is a word here of the Son of Man. It concerns the Son of Man. But not to him alone do these words belong. For no human ever escape the necessities of saying at some hour in life, I must, I must, not I will, not I might, not I could, but I must, I must. Sooner or later, all of us sitting in this building tonight will have to learn to say those two words, I must do this. Our life will be defined by that moment. What we become or what we fail to become will be determined by how we meet those challenging hours. We don't pick them. Life picks them for us. We don't get to choose the things that come. We just have the opportunity of facing them in the right spirit and the right attitude. Our whole character, whether it be good or evil, whether we're saved or lost, will depend upon the way in which we learn to say, I must, I must. Say it with me. I must, I must. It's a word that we don't like to say because it has such weight to it. Very few people in this room tonight like to be made to do anything. We don't like it when we are compelled to do them. We like doing it on our own terms and in our own time. But there are issues in life that we can't do in our own time and turn. We have to do them now and we must do them in the right spirit. So there is no human who can escape the necessity at some time in life of saying, I must. Thoughtlessly, we go on through life and we look up one day and we find that before us is that inevitable moment. There is a moment of truth. And what we're going to do in that moment of truth is going to determine who we become and what we overcome. There is steadily confronting us this hard face of of circumstance and issues that we cannot go around and we cannot climb over and we cannot close our eyes and pray that they go away. The only thing we can do is just 
go through it. Amen. Many times in life I have wished that God could somehow just do me like he did Elijah and just move him one place to the other or do me like others have done and somehow help me to over, oh, just step around it or get away from it. I wish that there were times that the Lord could just transform me and I would be in another place in time. But that is not life as we know it. Many times when we come to those moments We were wishing for God to just snap a finger or send an angel that would sweep us off of our feet and move us around that obstacle. We just keep facing it and have to come to an understanding that I must go through this. Somebody say, I must. I must go through it. I may not want to. I may not like it. It may not be what I would choose today, but I must. How often in life we must learn to say, I must, I must, I must live this, I must live through this, I must live with this, amen. In the imperfections of life are many for all of us, they're just, there's no perfect life. You know, you look around this congregation tonight and you see a lot of good-looking folks and well-dressed. And when you look on the outside, you would think, they don't have the troubles I have. But all you need to do is go home and walk a day in their shoes and you find out you'd like your shoes back because yours are not quite as heavy as those that they wear. None of us have a perfect life. But there has to be in all of us that resolve that no matter what may come, life is not going to defeat me. Circumstances aren't going to defeat me. I have a God-given purpose that I must live for. No matter what happens, I must live through this. No matter what happens, I must overcome this. No matter what happens, I must rise above this. No matter what happens, I must not let this stop me. I have a goal. I have a purpose. There is something God has sent me to do in life, and I cannot let this setback become a reversal for my life, but allow it to be a setup for God's divine purpose to be fulfilled in my life. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and say, I must. I must, I must, I must. I don't think there's a word in human language that we dislike more than that word must. We didn't like parents telling us we must go to school. Amen. We didn't like them telling us we must clean up our our room. Yeah. And... Um, Sometimes as adults, it's tough to have to swallow that word, even in our grown-upness, if that's a, if that's a word. <laughs> I must. I must maintain a right attitude, no matter what life brings to me. I can't afford to become bitter. I don't want to become hard. I've seen a lot of people in my lifetime And I've seen a lot of things happen to them that turned them against the church and against their friends. And I've watched their whole life disintegrate before them. 
I saw in my own family years ago a breach that came between my mother and her brother. And for years and years and years and years they would not speak. They could not communicate together. And finally, when they were well up into their years, finally my, my uncle realized that what he had done years and years ago had caused him to waste 40 years of relationship with his sister. And he called her one day, and all of a sudden that breach came down. But you can't go back and undo those 40 years of separation. There's some things in life you just have to swallow and say, you know what? I'm better than this. This is not going to destroy me. This is not going to beat me down. I'm going to rise above it. There's a purpose beyond this. This is not the end of my life. And Herod isn't going to kill me. Herod can't kill anything that God gives life to. Amen. I must. I must. I must. He let them know that they could find him in that place where he was going. Amen. Somebody say, I must. I must. I must. What are some of the musts of life that we have to learn to live with? I think one of them is learning to live with who we are. Man, how many people in life don't like themselves? They don't like what God made. And so they're always working on him or her, trying to make her look better or different or alter the appearance and try to be somebody that we're not. And we never seem to get comfortable in who we are. You know what? I'm here to tell you tonight God didn't make a mistake when he made you. And I don't care what your personality, I don't care what your shape or bent of life is. God had a reason for creating you and giving you life. And it is your responsibility to find that and understand that God has a hand on my life. And I'm not going to let my world tell me what I am. I'm not going to let my circumstances tell me what I can be. I'm going to go back to the book and understand that God said, I am His child. I am born of His Spirit. He has a divine plan for my life. And I must live with who I am. Amen. Praise God. We cannot vacate our inherited individuality, whether we like it or not. There are some people that try the best they can to escape who they are. That's why a lot of people live on Facebook. Because they can pretend to be on there what they are not in real life. It's amazing some of the pictures that show up on Facebook. Some of the stuff that we like or we connect to on Facebook. Amen. And all of it has to do with we're not, we don't like who we are. We think God made a mistake when he made us. We think we're inferior, that somehow we don't measure up. I'm here to tell you everyone in this building measures up. If God had wanted you to be somebody else, he'd have made you somebody else. If he had wanted you to be Brother Landon, he'd have made you Brother Landon. But he didn't need another Brother Landon. He needed a you. And he needs you to understand that only you can be you. And until you can wake up and look in the mirror and say, God, 
I don't know why you made me like this, but for some reason you put me in this world and I want to be the best me that I can be because nobody else in this building can be me. And nobody can do what you call me to do. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you ought to be yourself. Amen. Amen. Young people, I think, struggle with identity crisis more than anybody because the world tries to tell them they're not good enough, they're not pretty enough, they're not smart enough, they're not rich enough, they're not in enough, they're not this enough. And so we do all of these crazy things to try to measure up to somebody's expectation that doesn't really matter. You know what? It doesn't matter whether I'm prom king or not. <laughs> queen. Hopefully they wouldn't vote me in as queen. But you never know in a day like today. <laughs> you may not be picked for the clubs that you want to be in. But that doesn't have anything to do with who you are. And when those came to Jesus and said, you better run, he's going to kill you. Jesus looked him and said, go tell that fox that I'm going to do miracles today and tomorrow and the third day I'm going to be perfected. But necessity has put on me that I must go today and tomorrow. I must walk today and tomorrow. There's some things you just have to walk through, walk with, walk in, walk over, walk past. You just have to keep walking till you get to that place of glory. And I'm thankful that when the Lord took that step there, that day it didn't stop in some place in Jerusalem, but it took him to a cross and to a grave. And beyond that, it took him to a resurrected body. And the reason we worshiped around here tonight is because he rose from the grave. The reason that we've had the Spirit of the Lord in this place is because he did not let life tell him what he could or could not be. Amen. Somebody say, I must. I must, I must, I must, I must be who I am. Amen. God made you to be you. Try being someone else and you'll fail. But if you'll just be you, that's what God's looking for. I've seen a lot of young preachers come up in my lifetime that tried to preach like everybody else but who they were. They tried to mimic other preachers. And I've, 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 I know some of them that personally would listen to their tapes and they'd re-preach it. And if you close your eyes, you would think you was listening to that other person. The only problem, it wasn't good as that first person that did it. Man, you know what? It's hard to have to come to, to that reality, but quit trying to escape who we are and let God develop who we are. Amen. I'm not perfect, but God didn't make me to be perfect he made me to be who I am, and he's going to help me to become perfect. Amen. He's going to help me to be the best that I can be. We can add not one cubit to our height, and we can't add one hair or take, well, we might could take a few away, but we can't add any. Amen. Just be who you are. Young people, school's about to start. There's going to be a lot of pressures on you to be something that you're not. Don't let somebody try to press you into their mold. Just remember, I must be who I am. I'm a child of God. Amen. I'm not cowing down to their pressures. I'm not giving in 
to all of the issues that go on around me. I'm going to be the best me that God could ever expect to have. Somebody said amen. 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 Necessity. I must live with who I am. Praise God. That would do some adults good today to, to, to understand that. Quit trying to be something that I'm not. The second thing that we must understand besides the necessity of being who we are is understand that there are certain channels of nature and law that we cannot avoid. And we're going to have to walk through it whether we like it or not. The Bible said time and chance happen to us all. Amen. The Bible says it rains upon the just and the unjust. So don't throw a pity party when something bad goes wrong as if God has done something to cheat you out of life. You have to understand that God reigned on the just and the unjust. But how I respond to those things will determine what I become in the end. All of the forms of circumstances in life cannot destroy who I am and who God made me to be. If God put it in my life, then he must have put it there with the understanding that there was in me the ability to overcome it or he would not have put it in my life because he will not put more on me than I can bear. He will not put more in my way than I can handle. And so when God put it there or he allowed it to come into my life, He let it be so because he knew that I could rise above it. I could walk through it. In the midst of all of the physical and spiritual and other necessities, we sometimes feel cramped in life as as if a bird in a cage. And life is hard to understand. But every day, every hour, every day, every hour, I must live with that understanding that I must go on. Amen. Going back's not an option. Amen. Quitting is not an option. Throwing in the towel is not the answer. You're not going to help yourself by giving up. You'll help yourself by going on. Amen. Every day I must rise up and go on. Sometimes the day's heavier than I want it to be. Sometimes it's cloudy and rainy and sometimes it's sunny and fair. But whatever the occasion I must go on. Amen. I must go on. I've come too far to turn back now. Praise God. I love it. I've told you this before, but when Columbus was sailing to the New World, there were so many bad things happened on that ship that it was amazing that they even made it. So many adversities that they had to overcome. But the most common entry in his diary at the end of every day was today we sailed on. God, I want that to be the motto of my life, that no matter what happens, he kept going. No matter what life did to him, no matter what life threw at him, I must go on. Somebody say that. I must go on. Somebody quits around me, that's their prerogative, but I can't quit. Somebody stops coming to church, that's okay, that's their prerogative, but I can't stop coming to church. Somebody else may give up, but I can't afford to give up. I must go on because giving up will not solve my problems. And giving in will not solve my problems. Going on. Amen. I must go on. 
I think there's a song about that, isn't it? And I feel like going on. Amen. That's what I feel like tonight. I'm tired. I'm wore out in my mind and body tonight. This old 60-year-old guy feels like he's 90 right now. But I must go on. <laughs> Amen. I must go on. I can't. I can't turn back now. I don't know how soon the Lord's coming, but I know it's got to be soon. We, I, we could not be living in the cl- a closer moment of time to his coming than we are now. And I don't know when the moment of his coming will be, but whenever it is, I want him to find me still going on. Amen. Amen. Somebody was talking about a young man one day, and they were talking about how many uh, challenges he had in life, and they were they were talking about his life as if it were a football game and all the setbacks and and all of the offsides and all the penalties that he had suffered in life. And then finally one of them spoke up and said something. They said, yeah, but he was always kicking it toward the goal. Amen. That's how I want my life to be, that no matter what the adversities are, I must go on. Amen. Would you stand with me right now and say that one more time? I must go on. I must. I must be the best me that I can be. I must be all that God called me to be. I must showcase God's glory in my infirmities, in my weaknesses. I must rise and do what God put me on this earth to do. I must not waste my life. I must walk today. Amen. I must go on. Amen. I don't know what all you're facing tonight, but you need to look at it right now and say, you know what? You're not going to scare me or intimidate me or overcome me. I'm going on. Amen. These necessities of life did not overwhelm him. He went on. They did not intimidate him. He went on. You know what I've learned about fear? Many of the fears of life disappear when I face them. When I just stand up and look them square in the eye and say, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid of you anymore. I'm not going to be cowed down or destroyed. I'm not going to be intimidated. We just face them and then suddenly they're gone. How many a child has thought in the night that there was a goblin of some kind in their room and all it was was clothing hanging on the door or some object in the room? Yeah, I know what I'm talking about tonight. Sometimes you just have to get up and go face it. Amen. You have anything you need to face tonight that's trying to scare the life out of you, tell you you're not going to make it? You're not going to overcome this. Is there anything that you're going through right now that's trying to tell you that you don't have what it takes? Why don't you just lift up your hands right now and say, I must go on. (laughs) I must go on. I can live through this. I can't overcome this. I can be better than this. I will be better than this. Oh, yes. I feel like going on. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.